0: Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Coppel's Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan.
1: Happy Tuesday? Wednesday? I don't know what day it is. Nate, what day is it? Uh, Tuesday. Today's my uh, one
0: year at 10-11. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. I did see <laughs> your tweet you. about that. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm officially a Husker. At least that's what I put in my post.
1: <laughs> yeah, once you're a, a year in, you can uh, kind of look back and see if you want to be part of this crazy thing. I, unfortunately, I don't really know if I have
0: much of a choice. That's <laughs> the one thing I noticed. Like, right when I got here, it's almost like a cult, right? You, you, you step into this wave of Husker, just pride, phenomenon, whatever word you want to use to describe it. And you don't really have much of a choice. So you can either take my route, in which you just claim that they're going to be a 9 or 10 win football team, and then you're sorely disappointed, or you just expect the worst, hope for the
1: best, and then when you reach your expectations, it's all good. (laughs) I feel like it's kind of more the route that you take. I try to just, to be honest, but I have to admit that I do always favor the Huskers. If You know, you do those coin flip games, right? Like, well, and then by the – and so, like, throughout the week, you're kind of thinking, I don't know, this is tough to call. And then by the time, like, Saturday morning, you're like, you know what, I think the ball's going to bounce the right way. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's kind of starting to stack up against Nebraska where it's like, ah, God, they just don't win too many games, you know? Last year was – it was so crazy. And I think, again, I'll, I'll continue to say this as the offseason goes on. The more you – you kind of think about it, the more time passes, the more I do start to accept and acknowledge that that was a pretty good three and nine team. I've been telling you, No, I know it, I know it is, but it's just the more that you kind of like think back on it. It's it's hard to, hard to imagine. And of course we all have the joke of, you know, and and not even just a joke, there's facts behind it that it might be the best three and nine team of all time, but without a doubt is it was just an exciting season. I mean, I I think there's something to be said for that. You know, there is, I know by the end it was, you know, you had, the last two games without your full coaching staff. So it's not the way anybody wants it to go. And they were still favored. Yeah. With a backup yeah. quarterback. Against a uh, <laughs> top 25 team in Iowa. The
0: first time in Vegas history.
1: Yeah. Um, it just, but, I mean, I always say, if you're not going to be good, at least give me interesting. They did that. <laughs> uh, or would you rather just get blown out and know what you're
0: getting yourself into? Because there's also the letdown factor part of it, too, right? Yeah. Is that... Every single game, you know you're going to be competitive. You know that you're going to be in it. They showed that no matter which team they're playing, for crying out loud, Michigan was a playoff team, and by all means, they probably should have won that game. And you get let down in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I guess I'd probably rather have that. Yeah, Maybe, and, and, but and it mean, is
1: it is sad. You'd have to sat through the Bo Pelini era to understand. And, and people do still go back on that and just say, um, you know, now – I'm sure, Nebraska wishes they kept Bo, or you know, the times of Bo are better yeah. reflected on and all that stuff, and and it, it's kind of there, and I understand the point, but you would have to sit through it because it was seven years after all. So by year six and seven, um, you know, at, at the beginning with with the Sioux's and the Mukamaras and the defense, and everybody kind of thought, okay, this is going to be the next this guy and that guy, um, and so there was real momentum in the program. But by year six and seven, I mean, and, and I say that because year six, Bo, by the end of year six, was. Saying if they want to fire me, then fire my ass at the end of his press conference oh my against Iowa. Yeah, it, it was the, his relationship with his athletic director was very rocky. <laughs> as, as Bo would say, <laughs> sounds like it. Bo would say, you can't, uh, you can't support me from under a bleeping rock. He also told his athletic director that at one point in time. So it was pretty, it was pretty rough. But the point is, you just didn't have any hope anymore when they were going up against the, the major competition. Um, at you know, and, and I, I think if you, you know, yeah, they they won a lot of games that um, they were supposed to, and all that, and all that helps. But I just kind of felt like there was that maybe they had hit their ceiling. And their ceiling was getting just destroyed by Wisconsin and Ohio State, or and right. you know. And you said the same thing about do. Tim Miles too. Yeah, it was
0: you're you're an NIT qualifying team, but at the end of the yeah. day, is that kind of your ceiling at and, some point? And his
1: and his program was really um, based off of. Tran- the transfer portal, and he did a good job of getting, like, all Big Ten players out of it here and there, uh, Duran Petaway and James Palmer Jr., but it just didn't feel like there was ever going to be stability to it, and then by the end, too, I mean, but it, it just hurt with both those guys that recruiting started to fall off. Like, they were so <laughs> – I guess their their the outcome of their teams were so predictable, and, you know, they obviously had very much differences – But they were so much on the hot seat, their final years, like it was just obvious, kind of like it is for Frost this year. And that's why I'm interested in recruiting. Makes it a bit
0: uncomfortable, too. Yeah.
1: We'll catch up with Brian Munson here who covers recruiting for a living. So that'll help uh, coming up here in a few minutes. But um, it, it was just it was almost reflective in the recruiting classes that like this was a make or break year. And if it didn't happen, it was – and so I don't know. Sometimes I th- kind of think back in those times and wonder, you know, because I, I thought it was fair. Both of them deserved their final season, in my opinion. They needed um, to kind of have that last hurrah and, and show you, yeah, this is kind of what the program is, and you can either take it or leave it. Um But it does make you wonder if it's better to just bite the bullet (laughs) when it's there um, instead of letting him go that extra year, and then the recruiting suffers as a part of it because everybody knows it's a make-or-break season, and he could be gone.
0: Well, for one, Cheeseburger says, I loved Bo. Um, Is it fair, though? I feel like it's a bit unfair that—correct me if I'm wrong— if Bo Pelini at any point in time – I know the program was handed off to him a little bit different than it was handed off to Frost. Yeah. But if any point in time Bo Pelini were to win three games, do you think he would have been fired instantly?
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt.
0: The so, program had to – There's <laughs> certainly yeah. a longer leash for Frost any way you, you slice it.
1: But it's harder – I mean, it, it. there is. And I think almost anybody without the connection that Scott Frost had would be fired Um. Because of that, because I mean, the the way that I look at it and, you know, because there's there's a lot of talent on that team. They're going off to the draft. They're going to have a lot of these guys drafted. It's not first round talent. I mean, don't get me wrong, but as opposed to the previous teams. Is that I I think it, at the at the end of the day like that's got to be on coaching right I mean you can look around and I know they made the scapegoat right. all the offensive assistants and and I think it's it's a good deal COVID the, year yeah, yeah. and the, and they, and they've got putting all that together but it's like man they had the talent to do so much better they showed it week in and week out that it was there. Um, it was just the lack of discipline and stuff like that that was, was catching up to him. Obviously, special teams, just a complete disaster. I mean, you, you know, I don't have to run through the longer list of problems that seem right. to be year in and year out that isn't getting better. Um, and so you kind of look back on coaching as a part of it. But, yeah, I mean, if Bo – it was just a different time in the program, and it, it feels so sad that it's got here. It's like the the 3-9 and nine shock should be more, and it would be a lot more, I mean – if the team was an awful three and nine team, right? I mean, you would think with that record you didn't have just draft any picks. team yeah, yeah. You didn't have some if it was of, just if it was right. just a complete disaster, I mean that that record is almost so bad, especially at a place like Nebraska, that you would have to think that the guy lost the team. he didn't for what it's worth, and that's the kind of the same thing I'm saying about Hoiberg. as bad as these guys have yeah. been is they're not losing the team. They're, you know they're still fighting till the end. Um, I don't know how much that's worth. But it's at least it's better than if – yeah, I mean, if, if the team gives up on you, you're gone. You can't you're bring it back. Yeah. And
0: I think it also, too, at some point you have to say maybe there were a couple games that you, it's inevitable. Adrian throws four picks, you're going to lose. Michigan State, uh, you have the uh, the special team errors. You end up losing the game. That's inevitable. But there are so many breaks in some games that they did a simulation. I think it was a 1,000 simulations of the Nebraska football season and only two of those simulations had them going 0-9 in those one-score games or whatever they were. At some point, it's nearly impossible, if not impossible, to replicate what happened on the field. And I know that's a cop-out, and I know that a lot of Husker fans, when I say that, get very frustrated, but I think that's what you hold your hat on. That's the confidence that you have, that if you have the exact same season as last season, you have the exact same, I guess, situations situational football it's not gonna happen again it can't it literally can't happen again and i don't know if that makes you optimistic pessimistic i don't know which way to decipher that
1: but it it, it won't happen again it can't that might not happen again but i mean i don't know how many of those simulations you did that ended up with <laughs> the extreme opposite end of the spectrum right like um his best season at nebraska's five and seven so, yeah, maybe he wasn't going three. It wouldn't have gone three and nine all those times. Right. But is it likely he would have made a bowl game, uh, you know, more often than not? I'm, n- I'm not sure. I'd like to believe it. But, again, you've been through four years now um, that, I, I, you know, I, I said at a certain point, I think it was through his third season, I just got to the point of like, okay, I obviously will always love the memories that that Scott Frost has brought to Nebraska. Fantastic hire at the time. We'll never have any problem with the hire. Thought you know, probably the best in the country yeah. at the we'll time. Su- would su- everyone su- wanted him? Oh yeah. And if if he left, full support for me. You know, I'll, I'll, I do that with you know most ex Huskers, but especially a guy that won a national championship. I mean, I would be cheering him on as much as I can from a distance, but. The belief is gone. I can't do... I can't, like... I can't, like... I, you know, you can the try to rewire your brain and try to, like, rethink it. Yeah, my belief left at some point, probably in the third season, and turned into hope. Now I'm hoping Scott Frost is going to turn out. My belief... And it, it, it's it's different for every Husker fan, for every fan. And you can keep on to a little part of the belief. I still think that, like I've been saying all along, I think that the, the changes that they made um, make this season worth an attempt, right? I mean they did they put enough out there that, you know, bring in Whipple and and, you know, and, 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 and you Huge know, Mickey hire. and all those guys. I'm telling and, yeah, you right now i been Thompson. trying to say
0: I've watched Mark Whipple and the way that he managed that Pittsburgh football team. That was not a great football team. Kenny Pickett is going to be some team is going to be very upset with Kenny Pickett in the NFL draft. Yeah, him and his tiny hands. I'm and his tiny <laughs> hands. I'm telling you, Mark Whipple is a great coach and that's gonna that's gonna play a factor. Let me ask you this then. You had the issues in the past. You knew he hadn't made a bowl game up until last season. Still didn't make a bowl game last season. Are you more optimistic going into this season than last season? You have to be. Right? <laughs> right? You're the best 3-9 and nine football team of all time. You completely restructured the coaching staff. And you bring in Casey Thompson, which we have both said, I think, is maybe not leaps and bounds better than adrian martinez but he's got to be an upgrade right y- you would hope you would imagine that someone that can throw what was it seven touchdowns in a football game has to be i don't care who you're playing has to be an upgrade from what you had previously
1: they might i mean they might have an upgrade at quarterback which could help upgrade in the coaching staff yeah uh, I don't think that they have the talent necessarily that they had last year. It's, uh, I, and I'm telling you, I'd that, that draft you. class as it leaves, and I don't know how well it's going to do. And, and I can't wait for the NFL draft for that to kind of finally answer it. But there haven't been a whole lot of drafts over the last several years at Nebraska where there's six guys maybe that you know could be drafted, right. five guys that could be drafted right. even. Um, you know, you've kind of been you know sprinkling in a six rounder here and there. Um, now Nebraska's, you know, this class and, and the team that they had last year. I mean they had a few NFL guys and they just couldn't get over the hump this year. If I'm trying to project who was going to be picked highest off this team in the NFL draft next year, I don't even really know where to start. But
0: to your point, like you said, just minutes ago, you can have all the talent in the world. And if your coaching staff doesn't get you in that fourth quarter, push you over the edge and get you that win, does it matter at the end of the day? You can have the best talent in the world You can be Alabama, but if Nick Saban isn't the coach, Alabama's not what they are now. Right. And I think with an upgrade of the coaching staff, your talent might not be as good, but I think coaching, especially in the Big Ten, goes a long way because we see a lot of times these defensive (laughs) battles, these ground and pound, that you love, Buck, and when it comes down to it, coaching plays a big role in who ends up winning those football games.
1: Call me crazy. I just think that perhaps the the guy on top and, and I'm not. I, I, I'm almost sounding like I'm turning on the Scott Frost or anything. I'm not trying to do that. It's just compared to your nine and three optimism, um, call me crazy, but I think to- That might be a bit of the problem, uh, and maybe with the CEO change and stuff like that. I mean, I w- again, I want to believe. I, I I'm cheering for it to happen. Um, but he's just really had a rough go at Kirk Ferentz. He just cannot do it with P.J. You're Fleck. Right, you're right. He can. He's you're not right. got one against Paul Chris. <laughs> yeah. Brett Bielema must had a cup of coffee in the league, and he's got one on Frost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, coaching right. is big in this league, and that's why I'm a little bit worried about Nebraska. And maybe you know, with these moves, I love the uh, a few of the hires. I think of the uh, you know some of the other hires. Mark Whipple is are such a good kind of hire. Projects. Man, Mark you, Whipple's great. Such yeah. a good hire. Um, Kenny uh, you know, uh, Joseph out there Mickey yep. Joseph's a great hire I think at wide receiver um, So I think that those things Can help but you can't just You can't just sprinkle a little bit of off season magic on a team <laughs> and all of a sudden It's going to bloom into flowers you? The
0: thing is the as close as this team was If this team was getting blown out every game Or shut out or something like that yeah. Sure I'm right there with you Okay you can't sprinkle dust Maybe it is just a couple coaching hires Maybe there is just a little dust that you sprinkle And boom you're back to relevance Yeah, because of how close they were. And I I sound like a broken record at this point. Because you were that close, I feel like it doesn't take that much of a change to set you over the edge. But again, especially with an easier schedule, a significantly easier schedule. To
1: me, last year's close is just that. Not close, last year. Because of the talent that they're losing. A lot of those guys moving on. I mean, it's not even... You know, it's not even the NFL. It's Adrian Martinez. I mean, he was part of close, right? So maybe you believe Casey Thompson is better. I do. And I think that he's definitely, in in my mind, at least a better passer. But, I, I, you know, that that doesn't mean that this Casey Thompson-led Nebraska team is close. Last year's team was close. This year's team's got an easier schedule. So let me ask you this then. You pick out Adrian
0: Martinez. You throw Casey Thompson, the exact same team last year. Do you think that changes anything? cuz i think that might be your answer in a sense the offensive line they're getting off the ball quicker
1: <laughs> hey there's something to be Listen, said for that i've heard a lot there's something I've, to be I've, said for that, I've heard a lot about spring optimism and guys doing this and that for the past 5 years and really for the past 20 years if somebody else points out <laughs> on the text line off season champions for 20 straight years um that's what the off season's about Um, but yeah, yeah. you know, that, and that's, what's frustrating about this job is just, you know, it's not this job, but just covering this team is that now in year five, it's not as easy or as simple for you just to hear a good soundbite and get pumped up for some people. It is. No, you're right. But I've just heard so much of it already out of Scott Frost and out of this staff before and, and out of this, just this tenure that it's hard to just go, okay, this time they're right because they just had their best practice of the spring. Usually <laughs> that makes you feel pretty good, right? Oh, best practice of the race. It spring. does make you feel good. Pace. We've heard best practice since he's been here every year, just about after every loss, and it just doesn't make anything better. Um, so it, it is, it, you know, the frustration is piling up. But, again, um, I think that they've made enough movement and, 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 and have covered up enough of the holes that, um, the, you know, this is, this is worth the shot. This is worth the chance to take it. But I'm not – I can't. In my mind, at least, set myself up for disappointment to the fact that I think um, that they're going to go nine and three. I think they've been sitting in this, and and I love it. I hope that eventually Nebraska can get there because that's with this the, schedule with this schedule that they have this season. You make that last year's team they go nine and three. No, they don't. I think they did. Last they, year's team didn't beat wouldn't beat Minnesota, Illinois because they played all these teams. Purdue. Last I, year's team didn't. beat I know. Them. I know, and I know
0: you're going to hate when I say this, but if you played. I know Northwestern Northwestern Football Island might no. not even If you played, sure. if you, I I hate saying this, but if you played a seven-game series against those teams, I think Nebraska wins the series. You rematch against Purdue, Minnesota, those are nine wins. Maybe teams. even Michigan. I would say that the the. Illinois, if you play Illinois any single week outside of week zero, and it's funny because Eric says uh, Illinois is still on the schedule. It's not easier. That's true. That's, yeah, that's funny. True. Um, Brett Bielema, your boy. I love Brett um, Bielema. Yeah. I know, I know you I do. Do. You call everybody <laughs> my boy. I'll take Brett Bielema anyway. <laughs> I know you do. But if you played Illinois not in week zero, they win that game. If you played Purdue and Minnesota, same circumstances, you play those games over, they win that football game. Easier said than done. I know I can just shout this to the clouds as many times as I want, but I, I truly believe that. Some of those losses against Michigan State, you could not replicate a second half where you don't give up a first down oh, yeah. and you lose the football game. You, you could not, if you tried, have the same outcome in that game.
1: With Even that, if you wanted to, you couldn't have that happen. But outcome. with that team, I'm telling you, I'm, not, I'm, I, 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 I'm telling you, that's a good 3-9 football team. Their problem isn't that they're competitive. The problem is that they don't win. They'll get swept <laughs> in all those seven-game series with the, the craziest ways to lose every time. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, it's time for Brian Munson. That's coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.